<laughs> Woohoo! Who likes having the kids in the room? Yay! Every parent's like, mm, kind of. <laughs> but, but it's good. It's good for our kids to see us worship together. It's good for our kids to participate in worship with us, isn't it? Elena, get off the speaker. <laughs> so today, parents, I want you to take a deep breath. In through your nose, out through your mouth. It's okay for your kids to get up. It's okay for your kids to move around. It's okay for your kids to be loud. Okay? That's why they're here. That's why we're here. I'm gonna... There we go. That blocks that light. <laughs> I can't see. I'm being blinded. So it's okay for kids to be kids today, okay? So today we're going to talk about Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. Now, before you tell me we've already been there, I know. <laughs> At first, my first instinct was to say, no, we've already done this. Let's not go back. Let's just go push forward and see where we go from here. And the Lord reminded me that, that how I educate my children is through repetition. The important thing about learning is that we repeat ourselves. And I think that this passage is far too important not to repeat. It's far too important not to go back and live on a little bit. So we're going to read through the passage. Elena, you are going to go deaf if you continue to sit there. <laughs> it's off? Okay, good. I'm like, good grief. Okay. So every time I lead a homeschool group, this is exactly what happens. I have a child at my feet every single time. Okay? <laughs> so... <laughs> Ephesians 2 1. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in. Nope. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him, in the heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay. Now I want everybody to stand up. Can everybody stand up? So one of the great memorization tools that we have is hand motion. When you put something, 
when you put something that you want to memorize to hand motions, it helps your brain remember the words. So we're going to do some hand motions to Ephesians 2.10. So we're going to say, for we, for we are his workmanship. You're going to pretend like you're pounding a nail. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. So the sign for Jesus. We are created in Christ Jesus for good for good works. We're gonna put our hands on our hips. Which God prepared beforehand. Okay? That we should walk in them. You're gonna walk. Walk in place because I don't think your neighbor wants you to walk into them. Okay, so we're going to do that together. You ready? Everybody ready? For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand for us to walk in. Okay, now kids, I want you guys to remember that. Because we have a God who does not stay out of things. You guys can be seated. So this verse reminds us that God is in the middle of everything, right? In verse 2, remember how two weeks ago, Mr. Neil, you know how Neil likes to quote everybody? Well, we're going to quote Neil this week, okay? <laughs> so, two weeks ago, Neil talked about the abundance of grace. That God, he talked about the abundance of grace that God had for us. And in verse 2, it says, in which the one, okay, it talks about the sons of disobedience. So something that I think about whenever I was a kid was how we talked a lot about obeying and disobeying. Who obeys all the time? Anybody? Anybody obey all the time? No. <laughs> David said he did. <laughs> Nicola, is that true? <laughs> no. Nobody obeys all the time, right? Well, do you think that when we're talking about this in this passage, do you think we're talking about doing good and being good? Because verse 10 tells us that we are God's workmanship, right? So disobedience in this passage actually is talking more about a heart posture than it is about actions itself. When we look at the original text, it actually says that it is the word that they use for disobedience here actually means obstinance. Who knows what obstinance means? Any of our older kids? Huh? It's like a stubborn, willful rejection. Like we are trying to get away from this thing. We are trying to be so opposite. And this... Paul is talking about our nature as people is to be in opposition with God. 
it is natural for us to be in opposition. Does anybody ever have a hard time with when somebody tells you to do something, you automatically want to do the exact opposite? I'm not going to lie. I'm right there. That's me. <laughs> when I, I don't know why it's something ingrained in me. And now there are tons of debates on how this comes about and why we have this nature in us. But what really matters is that it's there. What really matters is that as people, we recognize that that is in us and that we as people long to do the opposite of what God wants us to do in our natural form. So, it is, sorry, I do so well and then I go off my notes. But then we see the but God moment. Remember when Neil was talking about that moment in scripture when God comes in and he says, but God, being rich in mercy. Which one is it? Sorry. Trying to make sure that nothing gets broken up here is very, very important. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. So in God's grace and in his mercy, hey, look, Daddy wants you. <laughs> but God, in his goodness, and in his grace comes in and makes a way because he does not want to stand in the way. He doesn't want us to continue to be at opposition with him. So he makes a way for us to be in unity with him. So, okay, kids, who has busybody parents? Who has parents that are in everything you do? I do. It's okay, raise your hands. That's their job. They're supposed to be in the middle of everything you do. <laughs> My parents are in the middle of everything I do. They call me once a week and say, what are you doing? And I live an ocean away. <laughs> That's a parent's job. <laughs> and God is our what? Who is God? Who is God to us? Ethan. Our father. That's right. God is our father. And so like a good father, he's not going to stay out of it, right? He's not going to stay out of what we're doing. But he's going to create a way for us to come away from our natural tendency to push him away and to make a way for us to want to be with him, to want to do the things that he has created us to do, to want to be in unity with him. Now, it says, by faith, in verse 8, it says, sorry, for by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not just for salvation that our faith saves us. It's not just so that we are now right. It is so that we can live for him, so that we can live in him and we can live that life just like Neil talked about two weeks ago. It's not so that we can be a spectator in life, but it's so that we can be participators in this walk with him. So can somebody tell me, can somebody tell me how we can participate with God? 
My kids won't talk. <laughs> Anybody tell us how we can participate with God in life? Adults can answer too. <laughs> Come on. This is learning. How can we participate with God in life? We can pray. That's a way we participate with God, right? We can read our Bible. We can love people, right? One of the greatest things that God teaches us is that love, no matter what form we give it, whether it's by giving to people or caring for people or just sitting with people, is a way to participate with him and his will for this life. So, I want us to stand up, and can I get Ephesians 2.10 with the personal pronouns? So we're going to have a little grammar lesson. Oh, well, it's cut off. Okay, so I want everyone to stand up, and we're going to read this verse together. But we're going to put ourselves in the place of this verse. All right, put up verse, put up the other verse where you can all where you can see the whole thing. Eva. Yeah. But you everybody know what a pronoun is? <laughs> so where it says we, we say I. And then you say I am his workmanship. Okay? Everybody understand? I'll try to be loud so that we don't mix it up, okay? So we're going to read this together. Ready? But we're going to read it from our own, from, for our own selves. For I am his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that I should walk in them. God created you for good works but he created you to do those good works through his spirit and by his hand, not by striving or doing or going or just work. He did it so that we could be one with him, so that our love for him could continue through the work that we do, and we do it because we love him, not because we feel like we need to be good or do good. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to Sing another song, and we're going to do communion together. So we remember the things that God has done for us so that we can join together in the unity of the good work that he has created us for. So, Father, we love you. God, you are good. Lord, you are holy. Father, we worship you. God, we thank you for every little person in this room. God, we thank you for every older person in this room. God, we thank you for every generation that is marked in this space today. God, we thank you for your hand on each of their lives. Father, I pray today, Lord, that they would see themselves as your creation. Father, that they would understand 
that it is by your hand alone that they are saved and made new. And Father, I pray today, Lord, that you would bless them and keep them. God, we love you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen.